Welcome to the Green Edge podcast with Michael Cross and me, Fraser Harper. This is our update for Green Careers Week, the week ending 10th of November 2023. For those of you listening to this episode on the day of its release, Friday the 11th of November is the final day of Green Careers Week. Friday the 10th. For those of you listening to this episode on the day of its release, Friday the 10th of November is the final day of Green Careers Week. In its own words, Green Careers Week is an exciting event that raises aspiration, supports diversity, challenges stereotypes, and promotes real opportunities for young people to have a career that will genuinely make a difference. And our post this week marks the event, as well as looking at the general situation regarding careers advice, green and otherwise, in the nation's schools. Michael, what did we find out? We relied on a series of pieces of work that had been done, one by Ofsted, which was more general on careers advice, which gave a qualified success and progress score, I would say, rather than a rip-roaring triumph of excellence. And that was on the general side of careers advice. But the Skills Development Scotland did a specific survey of young people looking at their interest in green stroke sustainability careers. And whilst it showed a reasonable degree of interest, it showed some quite interesting differences between boys and girls. And it showed some interesting differences between those in the most advantaged postcodes and those in the least advantaged postcodes. So these are quite significant bits here of difference. Now, what influences some of those changes? How much is it parentally driven? How much is that is schools driven? And how much that is careers advice driven is unclear. But I think this sends a message that if we don't have clarity around what green careers there are and what the pathways are, it's going to be more difficult for people to enter them. Well, we wanted to get a flavour for some of the things that were happening for Green Careers Week. So as is our wont, we talked to a few people. And one of those people was Lucy Johnson, who is Skills Facilitator for the Northeast Local Enterprise Partnership. Now, you can read what Lucy told us in the post, but here's a little more from her. We work quite closely with the team at National Careers Week, who are responsible for a lot of the work that happens during National Careers Week, but then also now Green Careers Week, which is in its second year, to look from a regional perspective, how can we amplify that message with our schools and colleges and young people across the region? So each year for National Careers Week and now Green Careers Week, we create a schedule of opportunities for our schools and colleges, which are part of our Northeast careers hub in collaboration with employers and providers across the region and coincidentally to launch the week we had the second net zero northeast summit which launched yesterday so that was a great start to the week as part of that they launched a new video which showcased some of the efforts and achievements that have already happened across the region some of the work that has happened around engaging with local schools and colleges to support the net zero agenda and also some of the work around green skills boot camps as well as some of the other bigger pieces of work that's happening from a regional perspective and then following that what we've then got is a series of different opportunities that are happening across the region this week with different schools and colleges and different businesses. So Michael, we heard there about the Northeast Careers Hub, which is just one of a network of hubs across England run by the careers and enterprise company CEC. And each careers hub is organised as a partnership between the CEC and institutions with a stake in local economic growth, many of which at the moment at least are the local enterprise partnerships. Now, with upcoming changes to the LEPs, what will this mean for the careers hubs? It'll mean a change of home. Let's go back a little bit. Careers hubs were set up 
with a pilot in the northeast in 2015. And that pilot proved to be successful. And then there was the careers strategy in 2017, which then boosted the rollout of careers hubs across the country in a series of waves. Now, the careers hubs initially mapped to the LEP areas, and they were there to coordinate and bring together colleges, schools, and employers and apprenticeship providers to provide a network to actually have a flow of information around what careers were available locally and get those into schools to train people in careers advice and careers guidance, and also to ensure the progress and delivery and use of the benchmarks developed by Gatsby, known as the Gatsby 8. And so that was all part of their role. Now, because of LEPs and their demise, careers hubs have had to find new homes. So if you take South London, the one for us is in the Richmond and Wandsworth local authority have taken ownership. You find if we move into Surrey, that the Surrey County Council have taken over the careers hub, which was run jointly between two LEPs that overlap different parts of Surrey. So I think people are finding new arrangements. The key bit there, though, is to have that continuity of staff and experience to allow them to maintain those connections and relationships. Well, as you said there, Michael, one of the changes we are aware of is in Surrey, where Surrey County Council announced last month that it has taken over responsibility for a new county-wide careers hub that was formerly split between two hubs run by the Enterprise M3 and the Coast Capital LEPs. And earlier this week, we also talked to Luke McCarthy, who is Green Economy Lead at Surrey County Council, who told us about what's happening there on the green careers front. Around green careers, we know from our research that there's going to be a rapid growth in the number of green jobs available in Surrey. And we also know that more and more young people, and in fact, I think close to a majority of young people say that they want to work in a green job and they want to have a green career that has a positive environmental impact. So it feels like we should be pushing an open door, frankly, about supporting those young people to find the right roles. So we developed some resources aimed at both young people and teachers to do that kind of joining up piece. So we developed a series of green careers films. We worked with about a dozen or so businesses across three sectors, so across construction, power and transport to sort of showcase the exciting range of green jobs that are available in Surrey. We had a number of younger employees talking about what their roles were like, sometimes what training they received to transition into those roles. We did a bit of myth busting. There's some perceptions about green jobs in terms of salary and how many jobs there are out there and what qualifications are available. So bring young people up to speed about what all those great green jobs are out there and how that aligns to their career ambitions. We've got a Green Careers webpage on the Surrey County Council website that showcases the most common green careers in Surrey, talking a little bit about the qualifications and what's involved with the role and typical salaries and hours, quite standard careers information aimed at young people leaving maybe college or university and thinking about what their next steps might be. Now, Michael, the Surrey LSIP is one you've been watching quite closely from the green perspective. Yes, very far-sighted, really, between the county council there in Surrey and also the local chamber of commerce, that they actually did a very deep dive into green with expert help and guidance. And they have used that as the bedrock to really look at green delivery of skills. And it has formed also the core input to their bid for skills boot camps around retrofit construction, EVs and overall sustainability. So there's direct relationship between having good data from the LSIP and then driving plans forward and bidding for contested cash. And a reminder that you can find this week's post on greenedge.substack.com. And you can also find this podcast on all the major streaming platforms, including Apple, Google and Amazon. 
Now, another careers hub we've been involved with from its early stages is IEMA's Green Careers Hub, which was launched in June last year as a one-stop shop for information about green jobs and skills. At its launch, the hub was designed to meet the needs of an 18-plus audience, but we were contacted a few days ago by IEMA, telling us that it's also kick-started work to expand the hub for the under-18s. And to inform the future development of the hub to serve its wider audiences, IEMA is running an online survey to understand the current knowledge level about green jobs, the interest from students, and the resources that would best help to inform and inspire them. IEMA is inviting respondents from a wide range of educational institutions across the UK, and we've posted the link to the survey on the description page for this podcast episode. So that's that piece of business. Now, another point from the Ofsted review, Michael, that we note in our post this week is around parental engagement in helping young people choose their career paths. And here, Ofsted found that, and I quote, parents can be an important partner in supporting informed decision making, but are underused. I think you might agree with that, Michael. Yes. One of the measures in our schools in West London that we look to is a level of engagement of parents in every stage of the development and education of a child. And that covers both their wider curricular activities, their educational attainment, but also their career choices. And we see parents contributing in two direct ways. One is to their own children and providing advice and guidance, but also in terms of coming to school and share their careers with other children. And we certainly encourage that. And we do that on a very regular basis during lunchtimes. So I have quite happily come in and either chaired or sat in on sessions where parents have come in and shared, or also the partners of our teachers have come in and shared as well, because we employ about 500 teachers across our schools. And that has provided a really useful input to stimulate thinking and ideas. And we've coordinated that with our careers advice as well and the resources we draw down. Certainly, we draw down materials from National Careers Week, developed by Nick Newman colleagues, and likewise for Green Careers Week as well. That's a really interesting one. I wonder how many kids really know what their parents do for a living. I don't think they know enough. I think what they do know sometimes, though, is what they don't want to do because of what their parents do. Very true. And the other thing, when parents come home from work, the last thing they want to talk about is their job, really, isn't it? Now, we look at a lot of skills frameworks here on The Green Edge, but Michael, you found another one this week, didn't you? Yes, it was quite an amusing, what I would call sustainability bingo card. And this was primarily geared towards younger children. And the bingo card had a four by four matrix and it tasked the child to actually find examples of sustainability in some shape or form. They'd have to understand about the nature of trees, for example, and actually find somebody who's planted a tree, et cetera, et cetera. So it gave a series of tasks and they'd have to go and talk to somebody to complete this task. So it was a lovely way of engaging young people in sustainability and develop their understanding at the same time. One of the bingo squares says knows how to contact a politician. Well, my MP is Stephen Morgan, who has his surgery on Albert Road, bang in the middle of Southsea. So I'm just off there now to see if he's in. I'm sure he'll be there and willing to talk to you about sustainability. He's a decent enough bloke for a politician, Stephen. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this Green Edge podcast. This podcast series accompanies the Green Edge newsletter, to which you can subscribe at greenedge.substack.com. The Green Edge is produced by Blue Mirror Insights. 